welcome to the Empower Church podcast. My name is Matt Garner, and I'm the pastor at Empower Church here in Melbourne, Australia. We're so glad you've joined us today, and I am believing that today's message is not only going to inspire you and encourage you, but it's going to empower, equip, and challenge you to be everything that God has called you to be. Hey, if you want more information about what we're up to at Empower Church, just jump on our website, empowerchurch.co, and all the details are there. We really hope that you enjoy the message. Cool. So this morning, I just want to briefly um, share around Thanksgiving and prayer. And so I'm kind of coming back to almost our prayer series. And I was supposed to speak this at the prayer retreat and I, and I didn't get there. Um, but who of you in the worship today, I don't know, were like, oh, if only I could have this at home. Like you come here and it's like, oh, it's so good. Like presence of the Lord is so strong. It's just, you know, it's like, oh, if only I had this tomorrow. Did any of you kind of, do, do any of you think like that? And um, and I, as we were worshipping, I was just like, there's so much of this that is around blessing the Lord. There's so much around this that is actually about thankfulness and about prescri- prescribing thanks to the Lord. And you know, in the context of prayer, we did many, I suppose, weeks on prayer and there's so many different aspects of of prayer that the team came and um, did so many different areas on, which was so good. You can go back and listen to the podcast, except for Bev's, I don't think yours. Oh, you found it. It will be up this week. So you can go back and listen to really great um, teaching there. But Thanksgiving is such a key element of prayer. And I don't think we can be a people of prayer without being thanksgiving. And, you know, sometimes we, we um, like that we put worship here and then we put prayer here. But if you look at prayer and worship in the context of the Bible, they're almost um, connected. They're hard, they're hard to separate. And so much of, uh, of, of worship is around um, thanksgiving. It's around blessing the Lord. It's around um, giving to Him. And so just um, simply this morning, I want to come with an encouragement to make thanksgiving, to make gratitude a, um, a central part of our lives, to make it a spiritual practice that is something that we do that is, you know, 1 Thessalonians says to pray without, uh, without ceasing and to always be thankful. And, you know, in, in the context of psychology these days, you know, thank, thankfulness and gratefulness, it's like the buzzword. And, you know, there's even like evidence to suggest that, you know, there's positive things, you know, you know, there's all this gratefulness stuff out there at the moment and it's connectedness to, you know, your social well-being and your emotional health and even your physical health. 
Um, but we forget to, to realise that this is actually something that you see all throughout script, Scripture, from Le- Leviticus right the way through, you know, it's all through the Psalms and obviously um, in the New Testament. And so I just want to put up a whole lot of verses just, just as a, a glimpse and a shot. Yeah, so enter his gates with thanksgiving and his, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. I'm not going to read all of them, but I'm just going to, you can keep going, Michael. There we go. Again, connected to our song, to our worship. Philippians 4, oops, we can go back to that one. (laughs) That's a favourite. Philippians 4, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Let's keep going. Yeah, giving thanks always and for everything to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We can keep going. Great, you can read them. Keep going, do we have more? So here you can see it's all throughout the Bible, it's throughout the New Testament. Have we got more? Yeah, keep going. This is not good for those that are listening to the podcast, but right now we're just showing a whole lot of verses that have Thanksgiving in them. Great, awesome. And so I just want to draw our attention to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. We can get so caught up on, you know, what's the will of God for me? What's the will of God for me? Well, it simply says to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. And so the the, the church um, at this time, they weren't going through a great season. They were highly persecuted right here, but it says to give thanks in all circumstances. So thanksgiving was not connected to circumstance, but it was simply a posture of our heart. And we're talking about, we've been talking about hunger, we've been talking about, um, I suppose, our appetite for the Lord. And thanksgiving is something that will will prepare I suppose the soil of your heart. It is something that will connect you with the Lord. And so I just want to turn to uh, Mark 6:41. If you've got your Bibles. And so this is seen throughout all the Gospels where Jesus comes and He feeds the 5,000. In fact, there's um, not just the 5,000, there's the accounts where He fed the 4,000. But I just want to draw our attention because I think sometimes our prayers can be very kind of um, like almost like a wish list. 
um, God, I'm praying for this. I'm praying for that. I want this. I need this. Um, But if you look at how uh, Jesus prayed, it's really interesting how He didn't actually pray for the miracle, but I just I just want to read it. So in um, Mark 6, 41, and it then, so for those that don't know, um, the, the multitudes have, have come and the d- disciples, they've come to hear Jesus. Um, and the disciples have said to them, send them away, it's time to go and have dinner, it's time to eat. Um, but Jesus says he's moved with compassion and he says, don't send them away. And they're like, well, what are we going to do? We don't have thousands of fish. We don't have thousands of loaves. How are we going to, you know, we ha- would have to go to the town. It would take this much denarii, so, so, so. And um, Jesus says, well, what do you have? And then obviously a very common scripture where they bring the five loaves and the two fish. And so in verse 41, it says, And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven. He blessed and broke the loaves, and he gave them to his disciples to set before them. So number one, he looked up to heaven. He looked at the Father. He wasn't looking at the um, the circumstance in front of them. He wasn't looking at the people. He wasn't looking at the lack of bread. He, number one, turned his eyes. He looked to the Father. It says, he blessed and broke the loaves. That word is, in, in Mark, is elogio. Is that right, Matt? <laughs> elogio, which means to, to bless. And if you look in other Gospels, it, act, it uses the word, um, what's the other word? Eucharist, which is to give Eucharisto, which is to give thanks. So first he turned his eyes to the Lord and he blessed him and then he blessed the bread. And I just found it so interesting how we can sometimes be praying for the miracle or, you know, praying for this or praying for that. But all that Jesus did is He simply blessed the Father and He blessed the bread. And as a result of that, a miracle happened, but He wasn't focused on the miracle. His heart, His focus was around blessing the Lord. And I, my, my question to you is, if, if we reorientated our thinking, if we reorientated our heart and every part of us that we were mindful of the Lord in everything and giving thanks in everything, how it would change, how it would change the atmosphere of our lives, how it would change the atmosphere of our homes and rather be, than being focused on what we don't have and focused on the lack, would, be, would we be focused on what we do have and take the very little that we have. It may just be the five loaves and the two fish and bless the Lord in it. And bless the Lord in it. It may seem insignificant. It might seem like it's just small, but would we take what is in front of us? Um, 
one of the things that we've been praying for around um, Elkanah is just around the debt that will either be forgiven or that it will be paid off, but that we'll have a zero debt on that building. And so there was over two months, there was um, two debts and they were small amounts, but they both of them were forgiven. And initially I was like, oh, it's such a tiny amount. Is this even worth, is this even praise worthy? But then I was like, God, I am so thankful. I am so thankful. I am so thankful. And I was like, so I I put out on the WhatsApp to the the board and the eldership. And I said, I just want to um, bring a praise report. I just want to bless the Lord. I just want to thank Him for this debt that has been forgiven. And um, Tomsy came back, and I just, I just want to read it. He says, praise God. I heard this as I was reading the testimony. Small breakthrough, small breakthrough provides a glimpse into greater breakthrough. He has planned uh, to the greater breakthrough He has planned. And gratitude is the bridge that connects the two. When we are at the gate and we give thanks, it opens it for us to enter. Psalms 104 says, enter His gates with thanksgiving in our hearts and His courts with praise. Give thanks and praise to His name. And sometimes we, uh, what's the word? We look down on, on the little. We disregard the little, but it's simply around our perspective. So wherever you see yourself today, wherever you see yourself in the context of family or relationship, would you put your eyes, would you put your focus on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Would we begin to prescribe blessing to Him? Would we begin to prescribe praise to Him? And in that midst, something happened just as we began to worship there. Something changed. And my encouragement is, would we do that not just in a Sunday service, but would our lives drip with that? Would our lives drip with that? Everything, like when we're walking, when we're talking, when we're... Every part, yes, let's have our time with the Lord that we set aside in the morning, our time of devotion. But would we not just leave it to that? When we're in in, in the car, when we're having a shower, whatever, when we're going to the bathroom, would we continue realign our thinking, realign um, our, our speaking to glorify His Name, to praise Him and to thank Him? And I and I want to I, I want to just quickly I want to finish in in Romans and I think we can bring this up on on the screen because I want to show you the opposite of when they um, they did not acknowledge the Lord and when they weren't thankful. This is in Romans 1:18. It says, sorry, 20. I'll read from. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes were clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because although they knew Him, 
They did not glorify Him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like incorruptible men and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. So it's talking here about the Israelites, how they knew God, they could not deny God, yet they turned their hearts because they did not glorify Him and because they were not thankful. They actually, their hearts became darkened. They became futile in their thinking. And just even last week, Matt's been talking about our... um, our spiritual knowledge and about revelation and about light and how, and um, just reading this, there's such a connection between our, um, our ability to give God glory in everything, our ability to come with thankful hearts and that actually opening us up to revelation, opening us up not to the wisdom of this world, but actually to the ways of heaven. You know, and the Bible says that He uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Would we not be so focused on what we can do in our own ability in our own capacity, taking control of situations and circumstances. But would we fix our hearts and would we fix our minds on the King of all glory? Because here the Israelites, they came out of Egypt. They could not deny the hand of the Lord. Yet then when Moses goes up, he sees the glory of God. He sees revelation. His eyes are open. Yet they're down. And what are they doing? They're building golden calves. They came futile. And I don't know about you, but as a society, our hearts have become darkened and we're actually futile in our thinking. And one way, one of the ways that we can shift that for ourselves, for our families, for all of those around us is to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving and blessing the Lord. And so, um, I don't have much of a voice left, so, but what um, I felt as we were in worship, and I, I think... I might have gone out of the service, but I think Matt prayed for this last week, but I felt it again. It's um, just a burden for for couples, for married couples. And as we were um, worshipping, I just saw married couples standing together, holding hands and together being thankful to the Lord, together blessing the Lord. And so I'm going to get the team to come. We're going to um, practice, just for a little while, we're going to practice 
what I've been talking about today. And then what I would love you to do is to go from here and find a way to practice this every day. And so we'll s- you choose Julie, what song we sing. So I'm gonna in- invite you to stand. Something significant about to happen. As couples, and sorry, I I don't mean to exclude, like everyone can participate in this, but I just, I I feel for um, married couples in this place. Because there's something in unity, in the unity of marriage. That is incredibly powerful for the Kingdom of God. And I know for some of you, this has been a time of struggle. And if the enemy can come and divide you, He opens a doorway into so much. But if you would stand before the Lord, and number one, bless Him, bless Him together, and then bless each other, and then bless what you have. Don't bless what you, don't focus on what you don't have because that only leads to discouragement. That only leads to disappointment. God, I thought you were gonna provide. I thought you were gonna do this. I thought you were in the miracle. Where he simply asks us to be connected to him, to the vine. So why don't we just worship for a bit and we'll just see how it goes. But if you're, you don't need to, if you're single here today or whatever, you, the altar is open. But if that resonates with you as, as a couple, you know, you can stay in seats or you can feel free to come, come forward. And as the Holy Spirit leads. But those that have been distracted, would you come back Would you come back? Would you come back? Would you come back to Him? Would you come back to Him? And would you begin to bless Him and bless each other? It's going to open up something.
know if you want to come and fill this altar this morning just as a step of faith, a step together. You know, we don't even need to pray for you. We can pray for you, but I see this as just a, res a response to the Lord. It's not a response to me. It's a response to the Lord. And what the Holy Spirit's going to do as well is He's going to open up as you come with thanksgiving in your heart. As the Lord prompts, He's also, I see that there's going to be repentance. So repentance before the Lord and repentance of each other.